All right, Anne, today is such an exciting podcast because, <laughs> well, they're always exciting, but wow. we are going to do our top 10 high school movies. Yeah. And which I was like, do you mean like from when I was in high school or movies set in high school? So the answer was movies that take place in high school or with like high school students or whatever. High school. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought this was going to be so easy, but you and I have been texting back and forth all week. This has been very, very difficult. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a breeze because I meet for, at first we said five and I was like, yeah. oh, I've got my five, no problem. And then I started really thinking about it. And I, at one point, I think I had a list of uh, 26 <laughs> <laughs> and all 26. I was like, these are all, you know all could I'd be feel good about and then I dwindled them down but I still have my list of my honorable mentions because I just feel like it's very hard to choose there's it just is. there's a there's a an embarrassment of riches it is and I'm very excited to hear your list because I don't I think this is going to be like our inappropriate list where we thought we'd have so many of the same but I have a feeling we're not really not. I feel like I feel like this one we're going to have a couple crossovers all right, well, we'll see. This is That's Outrageous, and I am Chrissy. And I'm Anne, and this is the podcast where we <laughs> deal with Chrissy's computer issues, <laughs> deal with the lawn service outside, <laughs> doing hedge clipping. And making small talk until all of those things are resolved. <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been quite a trying morning. I had no idea the circumstances would be so difficult. <laughs> but we're persevering. We're persevering because the people want to hear this. Yeah, I'm telling you. I think it's the ghost of John Hughes that's like pissed oh. off. Oh, and I just want to say too, um, before we forget to mention it later, because with my brain, I will definitely forget. Um Speaking of reviews, I wanted to read a wonderful review we got, um, finally that came through on the Apple podcast <laughs> review. So again, perseverance, I feel like it was, you know, people try to post and they can't do it, but we got the best review that I'm just going to read, um, five stars, obviously. I mean, obviously. don't even bother if you're not doing five stars, sorry. Um, could not be more fun. This is the podcast I look forward to all week. I only let myself listen to a few minutes a day so I can stretch it out to last from one episode to the next. The news stories deliver on the promise of being outrageous, but is the analysis and commentary by Chrissy and Anne that brings them to life and me to hysteria. Same is true for their movie reviews. Seems like an easy thing to do, but it's not. And they pick up on the subtleties of a scene that were probably never intended to be as funny as Chrissy and Ann make them. I often go watch the movies they talk about. Most are as bad as they say. And if I've already seen them, I watch them again through their lens. This podcast is perfect for days that you want to feel better or feel even better. Love it. Three exclamation points from outrageously hooked. I feel like this might've been from Michelle. It might have been, but whomever it is from, we thank you very, very much and obviously super intelligent. Yes, it's, it's, it made my day. I thought it was such a sweet message. And um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, all right, Anne. Well, you will be happy to know that I feel like we've been a little light on animal stories, but they have come roaring back. <laughs> they sure have. Nature pre prevails. Oh my gosh, I couldn't believe how many animal world stories there were this week. It's crazy. Goodness. Well, you know, it's spring, you know, it's a time of renewal. The animals yes. are, are coming up from out of their burrow, or whatever it is they do. Oh yeah, well, you, you, uh, well, actually, okay, then I'll start with this one because this one is about a cat that's stowed away on a plane. Ooh. So, you think you take your seat at 15A and all you're going to get is a mini Coke and some peanuts? Well, there might be a cat in your future. Oh, all I have to say. I think I'd like that. It would break up the trip a little bit. <laughs> well, this cat forced the plane to make an emergency landing. Oh, well, I wouldn't like that. 
Yeah. Uh, official, and this took place in Sudan. Okay. Officials report that no one was seriously injured in the incident and that the domestic cat was probably a stray that wandered onto the plane the night before. How is that even possible? Yeah. That's like, a are the doors open? How did it wander into the plane? Like into the main cabin? In those big hangars? Maybe they don't. I, I, I that I don't know. I don't know. But there's bodega um, cats. Maybe there's, you know, plane cats. We just didn't know it. Yeah, plane cats. Well, this was a flight leaving Sudan's capital of Khartoum was rapidly forced to land last week when a stowaway cat attacked the pilot. <laughs> oh, that's no good. <laughs> I guess they weren't going where he wanted to go. <laughs> attacked. I mean, that sounds yeah. that sounds serious. Like, what is attack? I mean, that seemed a, a cat, just a normal cat. The guy couldn't handle a cat. I guess not. They were about 30 minutes into their flight when the cat surprised the cockpit. Now where, I, well, I thought cockpits are supposed to be like, you, you cannot penetrate a cockpit. And they're also very small, right? Where's the cat hiding? Yeah. This seems like the security maybe wasn't totally tip top. Oh yeah. No, well, it is in Sudan. Um, the, the cat surprised the pilot and clawed <laughs> at him surprised him and they the, the the crew attempted to wrangle the cat but they failed i mean for christ's sake so they had to turn around and make an emergency landing it says while it remains unclear just how badly the pilot was injured during this apparent cat fight get it there is an explanation for how the cat surreptitiously boarded the plane in the first place um, because no passengers claim the animals, authorities are currently confident that the cat infiltrated the plane as it was stationed in the airport hangar the night before takeoff. Presumably, it languished there until it suddenly found itself at cruising altitude with few hundred unsuspecting passengers in its midst. By the time the crew noticed the animal, it had already caused too much trouble and prov proved too large a distraction for the flight to continue as planned that seems a little extreme i feel like someone could have calmed the cat down unless it was the most feral cat of all time which is impossible because i had the most feral cat of all time named soup and soup would full attack people at at nighttime literally i'd have to go stay perfectly still and what my with my college roommate jill we adopted soup soup was literally a feral cat and by the end of the run she was the most domesticated cat you ever could see yeah well this flight didn't have that kind of time they, they, <laughs> they... <laughs> they're like sorry we can't but i mean my point is with a crew of however many people i think they probably could have at least captured the cat and put the cat in like somebody's bag or something and it could have been fine well Score one for the cat and one for the flight, zero. Once again, the animal prevails. Feline one, pilot zero. Pilot definitely zero, yeah. All right, well, here is another uh, story and I can attest that this totally can happen. This one happened in Alaska at a Costco. <laughs> All right. There you go, I'm Look, I season. love a Costco. I love a well-stocked and not crowded Costco. Oh yeah, Costco's great, yeah. Um, well, this this Costco has some ravens in the parking lot oh. that have been swooping down and stealing groceries right out of the carts. You know, ravens are extremely smart. Yeah. They're like as smart as people. And clearly also pretty strong because um, this one, this one man said he took 10 steps away from his cart turned around and two ravens came down and instantly grabbed a short rib right out of the package, ripped it off and flew off with it. Wow. See, yeah. that's, I mean, that takes, you know, there's tactical strategies involved. Oh yeah. Well, he said they knew what they were doing. This is not their first time. Like basically they sussed out what was happening and just waited for their chance. Yeah. Um, and I will say that one time when, my daughter was young she was sitting out on our deck eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and a crow now i know crows and I'm, it could have yeah, been what's the difference between a crow and a raven 
I actually just looked it up. It, I always thought it was interchangeable. It's not. They, they're, I mean, they look almost identical, but it's their tail feathers. The crow have feathers that sort of come to a point and the, in the back yeah. and the ravens are like straight across. Okay. But intellectually they're both equally smart. Yeah. I'm sure that they're very uh, of the same genetic mold. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, I, I don't know if we have crows or ravens cause I haven't paid that much attention to the backside of them, but this one, she was eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich came down when I went in the house, knew there wasn't an adult there, swooped down and took the sandwich right out of her hand. <laughs> knew there wasn't an adult there. I don't know if that's what stopped them, but well, maybe it did. Maybe they were like, that lady's finally leaving. Yeah. Caw, caw. And then one came, went down and grabbed it and they had a nice little snack. Yeah. And this one has found a, or this group has found a good, good site for them because they're at a Costco. I mean, that's just food coming out constantly. I'm telling you, they probably were like, wait for the filet mignon. <laughs> or like, that guy's coming out with lobster. It's surf and turf night. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, these, they, they work as a team. I think that's a great lesson for us all. We should all work as teams. We should all work as teams. That's right. Um, and last story of the day, Anne. Now, you know, this is the time of year that high school seniors are getting their acceptance letters to colleges, mm -hmm. depending on who you are, either very stressful or very happy, what, you know. So here's a story for you. The University of Kentucky accidentally sent out 500,000 acceptance letters. <gasps> 500,000? <000? laughs> yes. Oh my, that's quite an error that I don't <laughs> think a raven would make. No, the Raven would not make that error. And by the by the way, five hundred thousand people didn't apply to the University of Kentucky. <laughs> They're like, I'm so I'm so in demand. I got in. I didn't even apply. Yeah, that's what one girl was like. I got an acceptance. I didn't even know that this place even really existed. Well, and it was also that was a good school. Isn't the University of Kentucky a good school? Uh, yes, and and it was an, actually. I guess there are. There, you know, a lot of these bigger schools have schools within the school. So this was to a specific, um, it was for the clinical leadership and management program in the College of Health and Sciences. So very, oh my God, <laughs> usually they only take about three dozen kids uh, and they accepted 500,000. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so, um, this one girl was quoted, she was like, mom, I just got accepted into the university of Kentucky. And the mom said, I didn't know you applied to the university of Kentucky. And she's like, I did, <laughs> but I got in. <laughs> yeah. So I don't even know where, um, where this college generated this list of people, but that was a big whoops. Wow. And so what, so they just have to go, Oh, never mind. Yeah, they sent. They sent the next day. They when they realized their error, they sent emails saying, "Sorry, that was a computer glitch," which would be fine for people who actually didn't apply. But that would be terrible if you had applied. And then well, you and found also, out you didn't get in. some of those people of that five hundred thousand, I'm assuming, did get in. So then yes. they're getting a "you got in." <laughs> then they're getting a "actually no, you didn't," and then they're getting a "oh wait, no, but actually you are." <laughs> The roller coaster. Yeah. I, I feel like in that case, I'd be like, never mind. I'm not yeah. playing these mind games with you, University of Kentucky. I'll take my business elsewhere. I know. What a crazy thing. I mean, I just, you know, I having had my daughter went through the college process. I have friends who have kids. It's such a stressful thing. I cannot imagine getting a false yes and then finding out it's a no. Wow. Yeah. That would be just devastating. Hopefully that didn't happen to a lot of people, but. Oh, brother. All right, Anne. Well, this is the moment we've been waiting for. We are going to each unveil our list. Ooh, I have to pull mine up. I know. Up. Our top okay. 10. Okay. I, I'll just say, I'm just doing mine in, I've put my list in chronological order from oldest to newest. Oh, I didn't even do that much. But so I was looking at this from just like my favorite, not necessarily like most critically acclaimed. Oh yeah. 
right? Like this yeah. is like not best as in like, you know, most, you know, best received more like just my go-tos. Right. And, and I would, that's how I did it. And that is why the vast majority of my 10 come from the eighties, because that is when I was in high school and that's why those movies resonated with me yeah. so strongly at that too. time. Yeah. I think mine are mostly eighties, nineties. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's an exciting list. Um, and I will just, you know, say I never in a million years, I'm just like making sure that what I'm saying is true. Yeah. Never in a million years did I think that I would not have one single John Cusack film on this list. <gasps> oh, I can't say the same. I know. Well, I, I, he was on and then he was off. I love John Cusack. I cannot believe he's not on my list. I am now very interested in what your list is. <laughs> That's wild to me. Let's go one and one and you can start. Okay. Well then I will kick it off and say, I do have John Cusack because as everybody knows, I love him. Yes. Everyone loves him. Yeah. I have, he, he's like, I I had a big crush on him. Yeah. So I think, did I say, yeah, he was, he my crush or was it John Hamm? I forget one of them. Well, you've definitely um, expressed your love for John Hamm. Yeah. Well, yeah. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going with better off dead. That's my, one of my first ones. Better off dead. Better off dead. Which is a savage Steve Holland movie. So memorable. So funny. I mean, the one sentence is, um, a su- suicidal high school student <laughs> comedy. How about that? But he's so, it's just the best. Again, love, the language of love. I mean, it's so good. It is. That was a very good one. I had that on, you know, I had a few. I had a few John John Cusack movies on that. All, they all fell off in the end. It was tough. This was a tough list. Wow. Yeah. So Better Off Dead is for sure in my top 10. No, it is. It's a good one. See, that's why this is hard. This is, this is more difficult than sitting through deadly illusions to the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's really hard because you just start going, oh, easily it's these. And then you go, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot about this. But yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I feel confident and pleased with my choice. Better off dead. All right. Well, my first one, again, I'm just going from oldest to newest. So this will not surprise you at all. And since we devoted a whole podcast to it, but of course I had to have Greece on my list. Can I just say... I didn't put either Grease on my list because I thought we talked about them both ad nauseum. Yeah. And I, obviously, yes, they're high school movies. They should be on there. But just for the sake of, basically, it was a way for me to save two slots for myself. I decided I'm not putting the Greases on there. Yeah. Well, I I just, uh, obviously, I love the original Grease. I, to this day, Olivia Newton-John, John Travolta are forever paired, which speaks to something about that movie that those two are always together because they're a delight they're a delight to this day to this day yeah i I own their christmas album that came out a couple (laughs) years ago have you seen the video you showed me the video (laughs) i mean come on is that wait is that the one where he's like he comes flying in a plane yes that's right oh I i believe it was shot on his like at his house where he has an airplane hangar, like in Florida. Yeah, it was, it was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're just a couple for the ages. I feel the same way about not that this is, this is a different list, but I feel the same way about Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. And when Harry met Sally, it's just like certain pairings are just like golden, I would say. Mm-hmm. And of course, wonderful songs. I know there's shortcomings to this film in the, in when you look at it through the modern lens, but I still love it. And it was my favorite movie for a good, I would say five years before I had a new favorite movie, but had to keep it on 1978, you know, good for you because I, yeah, I just didn't include them, but you know, you know, I love them. I know. Um, okay. So my next one that I'm going to go with might be an interesting choice. You wouldn't see coming. Bye bye birdie. Bye bye birdie. Birdie. Mm-hmm. I love Bye Bye Birdie. Who's in that? I know the stage play. And Margaret's the star. Oh. And it's like, I think as a lot of the people are from the like original Broadway cast, like um, 
Dick Van Dyke's in the movie and Paul Lind, who's so funny. And um, I think I Maureen Stapleton was also in the stage play, but those three definitely were. And then like Janet Lee's in it. Oh. Bobby Rydell plays Anne Margaret's boyfriend. And then the guy who plays Conrad Birdie, who's like the, el- for people who don't know this movie, it was a musical. And then they made a movie out of it. And it's basically like, if Elvis, like the, the Conrad Birdie's supposed to be like the Elvis Presley right. and they do a fan club announcement of you get a date with him and they choose this girl, Kim, who's played by Anne Margaret, who's like, couldn't be cooler. And, um, you know, chaos ensues. The boyfriend gets mad, the, you know, and then the big thing is they get to go on the Ed Sullivan show and Ed Sullivan's in the movie too, but I love it. You know, it's funny, Anne, that there's actually, you know, there's some similarities between that and Greece and just that, you know, that whole story of Greece when they go on the TV show for the yeah. dance contest. There are some uh, interesting and they're both musicals. Very yeah. interesting. And I love this. I love the songs from it. When I was little, I would sing the songs. Yeah. Try to be like Anne Margaret. I didn't see that one coming. I Anne. know. That's good. Look at that. that was that's my, you know, my old timey classic that I threw in. Uh- I like Bye it. Bye bye, Birdie. Bye bye, Birdie. All right. All right. Well, my next one, I don't think you're going to see this coming. Let's see if you do. This one is from 1980. Mm, okay. I rewatched it last night just to confirm that I wanted to put it on my list. And it is called My Bodyguard. Oh, I remember My Bodyguard. My Bodyguard. Yes. Which very interestingly enough was one of, if not the first, it was one of Matt Dillon's first films oh he was literally oh. he looks like such a baby he was literally 16 in this film oh he's hot matt dillon young matt dillon i mean old matt dillon's too but young matt dillon yes yes i appreciate this movie because um everyone in it is basically actually high school age which you just look at them like they're just babies they're literally like babies but yeah. um it starred this guy chris Makepeace, who yeah. i doesn't didn't really seem to do anything again although i looked up i guess he's an assistant director now um so he still works in films okay he just went to the other side of the camera he went to the other side of the camera um and adam baldwin played linderman who was the bodyguard um he was the only one he was like 19 at the time but everyone else was like 15 16 years old yeah and it's like he's getting bullied right like at school isn't that the premise he is getting ho- oh, and maybe one of the first films for Joan Cusack, who looks just adorable. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that movie in years and years. Yeah, yes, uh, yes, he's getting horribly bullied by Matt Dillon, and um, he essentially asked this kid Linderman, who everyone in the school is afraid of, um, if he would be his bodyguard, and so this sort of unlikely friendship ensues. So Martin Mull plays his dad and Ruth Gordon plays his grandmother. Oh, I love Ruth Gordon. Yes, she is the big comic relief of the whole film. She's really very, very good. Rosemary's baby alone. She, she's, yeah, she's, she's great. So anyway, My Bodyguard, I would say it oft overlooked, but a solid high school film. Okay, I like that one. I like right. that one. Okay. My next one is a no-brainer and it's probably on your list, but Fast Times at Richmond High. Exactly, Anne. And it's so funny because that's the next one I have in chronological order, 1982. Look at that. I mean, you can't, that's kind of the gold standard of, of high school movies, I think. Yes. Everything about that movie is uh, very, very relatable. I think that's why it was so popular. I think it was very relatable and very, um, and then of course had the characters that everyone in high school doesn't forget, like a Spicoli. Love Spicoli. Everyone loves Spicoli. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, yeah, that's, that's just, I just listened to the soundtrack the other day. I put on the record. Yes. And also another one that launched a few careers like Jennifer Jason Lee and Sean Penn and Judge Reinhold. Phoebe Cates, Forrest Phoebe Whitaker. Cates. Oh yeah. Forrest Whitaker. That was a great movie. Talking best, man. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> here's one I, that I know won't overlap is Say Anything because that's another John Cusack. That was, that was the one I took off my list this morning. I replaced it this morning. It definitely is an honorable mention. Yeah. I would watch that. I watched that movie so many times. I mean, I just love it. 
I think the weird thing about that movie is for people who might, for, well, first of all, who doesn't want John Cusack standing outside your bedroom window with a boombox? Well, like, I that, wouldn't want that. I wouldn't want someone standing. <laughs> Me. You wouldn't want John Cusack? What if it's John Cusack? First of all, I think it's Cusack. All right, Cusack. Number one. Number two, no, I don't need anybody. I'm not, I'm a private person. I don't like grand declarations. If the real John, how do you, I say Cusack, you say Cusack, mm-hmm. is standing outside of your window with a boombox, you're like, oh, that's annoying. I would be like, why don't you just come inside and we can have a conversation? <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't like a grand gesture like that. Like that would make me extremely uncomfortable. Okay. Well, I will take John Cusack sitting outside at my window with a boombox. Um, but current day, thing- current day, 50, how no, old I you no. John Cusack? No, I, I want- I'd, I'd be like John. <laughs> Let's turn that I want off. the 1989. I'd go, just turn it off. Just come on up. Come on up. <laughs> But the other thing, I think this is why I dropped it off of my list. It does have sort of a dark side to it. That whole story with the dad who goes to yeah. prison. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's 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 certainly like a drama for sure. It's just yeah. he's so charming in it. And I love Ione Sky. And I love the whole part in the beginning where they go to the party. Yes. And all the people at the party. Um, yes. And he asks her out on the phone. Yeah. And then she has to look him up in the yearbook. And Joe lies. And there's just, there's, it's just the best. I love it. Yes, it is. It's a very solid film. Almost made my list. Yeah, I had to do it. I mean, for a minute there, I went, uh, if he wasn't the star of the movie, I don't think it would be on the list. But because he's the star of the movie, he's on it. No, I agree. And that's why I'm surprised that you don't want him outside of your room with a boombox. But I'll let it go. I'm, I'd be happy to have him outside. <laughs> Again, I would just say, let's talk about it privately (laughs) ring the doorbell next time i'm very uncomfortable with things like that christy you know i don't like showing my emotions (laughs) that's why we get along um i'm like god keep it quiet all right well next on my list i feel fairly confident you're gonna have on your list i would be shocked if you don't okay because this is also a no-brainer 1983 risky business I almost had risky business on my list and I took it off. Oh my goodness, Anne. I had it on the list because well, I love risky business. I can't believe you took it off because you, I don't like Tom Cruise and you do, but I love yet Tom I have him. And again, Curtis Armstrong, where he's like, when he, when he does the part, he's like, we're playing cards, Joel. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> But you know, I was going, does that count as a high school? But it does count as a high school movie. Yeah. Oh, it totally does. Because oh. he's trying to get into college. Yeah. Yeah. I took that. But that I, that could easily be in, be on the list. I love that movie. That is, you know, I think that's, that um, this one, and then I have another one on my list later. I think that that just speaks to like when you're in high school and your parents go away for a night and you know, inevitably that person has a party and inevitably, I mean, this one really goes off the rails, but, but that's like such a relatable, again, not the whole prostitution thing. I was going to say you're relate, you're relating to a a, a pimp coming and like taking all the stuff out of your house. No, another hallmark of eighties films. There's always a (laughs) prostitute. Yeah. Uh, or in this case, multiple prostitutes, but just the whole thing of like, what happens when the parents leave and things just go completely haywire. Yeah. And there's always a scene where like the valuable almost breaks and they catch it, you know, in this yes. case, the Fabergé egg, but it's like always the scene where it's like, Ooh, that was a close one where it almost yes. crashes to the ground. Yeah. Yes. And of course, a terrible message in that he gets into Princeton because the admissions officer comes to his house and, um, gets involved with the prostitutes and that's really why he not why but doesn't hurt his chances for getting in actually helps him i hate to break it to you it probably still happening and it still helps okay (laughs) i guarantee i guarantee now they just want hundreds of thousands of dollars that's that's how you get yeah i'm sure if you delve in deep you will see some receipts for prostitutes for sure (sighs) All right. Well, I'm shocked and not risky business. For I know. You. Isn't that shocked? Because I do. I, I know. I, I unapologetically, actually, I apologetically love Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. I wow. can't help it. I know. I don't. But this is a movie that you cannot deny 
I feel like this, I mean, you know, of course, this was his big f- first big film, but I feel like he had not fully become who he is now, so I could tolerate him more. Yeah. I mean, this is, but that is when he became like movie star Tom Cruise with the, yeah. with the sunglasses and the whole thing. Yeah. As well, he should. He was, a, yeah. he was fabulous. He was very, he's, very good. And he still is. And I know you disagree, but I always see Tom Cruise movies in the movie theater, all the Mission Impossibles, all of that. I just love him. I think he's like a movie star. All right. I know. I know. All right. All right. All right. Here's one that I don't know if you'll have it, but it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just even high school movies. Valley Girl. I forgot about Valley Girl. I love the movie Valley Girl. Again, so this is starring baby Nicolas Cage, who is also my huge crush. Yeah. I love Nicolas Cage. Yes. And it's Nicolas Cage and Deborah Foreman and she's, you know, the girl from the Valley and he's the guy from Hollywood. And, you know, it's your classic, you know, love story from opposite sides of the tracks, or I should say opposite sides of the hill. Yeah. And I love it. A great, talk about a great soundtrack. I was going to say, is that the movie where the, where that song Valley girl came from? No. Oh, that was song Valley girl. Um, diva zappa recorded with her dad frank zappa but it was not in that film no i think they might have named the movie valley girl at around the same time because i feel like the song probably came out around the same time yeah seems like it did yeah but i i just i love that movie i watched it like not too long ago it was on tv that's like oh but i think mm-hmm. nicholas cage could not be cuter yeah early nicholas cage is great early i mean nicholas cage is great but early nicholas cage is especially great yeah but i love that movie all right, my next one, uh, I would think you might have it, but this might be too, well, anyway. My next one is from 1985, Back to the Future. I don't have that on my list. Yeah, I thought you might think that's too. No, I mean, people love Back to the Future. I think it's fine. Back to the Future is one of, well, definitely at the time, still one of my favorite movies. It's just, it's just well, you know, I like all those things where like, I like films where there's like a misunderstanding, which of course- you do. You love, you love a threes company situation. I do. I love it. I fall for it every time. And um, of course this is Michael J. Fox. So adorable. And Leah Thompson, who Leah Thompson was in another movie that almost made my list, but I cut it off. Mm, I know which one you're talking about. Yes. Yes. Oh, I, it was uh, some kind of wonderful. I almost had some kind of wonderful, but then I rewatched that one and I was like, not, not quality enough, not quality. Yeah. But um, but a, a delightful Back to the Future, of course, they made two more sequels. So obviously a movie that many people uh, responded to. And I just, you know. Yeah. I mean, I have fond memories of it. I remember I saw it. I remember it came out in the movies and I, I got my period and my, and my, my like congratulatory <laughs> gift forgetting my period was um being able to go see back to the future or get my ears pierced and i managed to negotiate both it was quite a day it was quite a day and then i don't think i got my period again for like another year so it's kind of a fall like a, a false alarm that worked out in my favor because i got to see back to the future with freshly pierced ears so it holds a a, a nice warm spot in my heart for that alone Yes. I don't have a similar story. I don't really remember what was going on that day, but I do. I do. And we actually own, we own the DVD set here. Wait, who's the, so Leah Thompson's in the first one and then it's just, who's the, is it Elizabeth Shue? Who's? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Elizabeth Shue. That's his current day. Right. Yeah. That was his current day girlfriend. Yeah. I think so. I don't remember. And then Leah Thompson is his mom who's interested in him. And that, of course, back to three's company provides for some awkward situations. That's true. Yeah. And Huey Lewis in the news. Oh, I, and I loved Huey Lewis in the news back then. You know, I saw Huey Lewis in the news in concert. I did too. In high school. Yeah. And, I he, did too. and he wore a, I remember he wore a purple suit, bright purple suit and women were losing their minds. <laughs> over Huey Lewis. Like we went kind of jokingly, but there were women who I want to say middle-aged women, I would say women my age now were losing their goddamn <laughs> minds 
over Huey Lewis. I was like, God damn, they pull. I mean, they were into it. Yeah. Well, well, well. Um. Okay. So my next one, I feel like you probably will have this one. It's a quintessential, dazed and confused. No, you don't. No, I knocked it off. Wow. I watched it again. This was another one that I watched again to try to make up my mind. And I was like, you know what? I'm just not a dazed and confused kind of gal. It didn't make the cut. Did not make the cut. Though I will say looking at it in 2021 eyes. And now that those people are all basically my age, I'm like, they, and you know how long, you know, them from other things, they're all just yeah. basically playing themselves. Like they are playing themselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can see how like McConaughey. Yeah. Who's you know obviously the funny like he's so funny in that movie um he's hilarious he's the best I part just of the movie. love it and i kind of like that they're kind of playing themselves because it or you know the same kind of persona because it's just i think a really good it's richard link link later like that's just what he specializes in it's like really authentically capturing um a time and doing it in a way that feels really real and so i think that's why those people, except for Ben Affleck isn't like how it is in real life. At least I don't think so. I think he's kind of like that in real life. Do you? Oh, yeah, I have a feeling. There's definitely some chaos there, but <laughs> I, but I root for him. I I always root for Ben Affleck. Um, and I will say the other thing about all these '80s movies that I appreciate having now rewatched some of them. None of them. They're all like an hour and a half long. An hour and a half done. You're no movie like, needs to be longer than an hour and a half. No, it's it's very nice to just watch an hour and a half long movie and be like, all right, that was good. I agree. Yeah. All right, Anne. My next one, my next two are from the year 1986. I guess it was a good year for high school movies. I bet you do not have this one, but this is a Nicolas Cage movie that I just find hysterical. Oh. Peggy Sue got married. Wow. That made your list? That made my list. Wow. That was actually, that replaced Say Anything this morning when I had to go back and do some some digging wow he, he got real shit for that movie for putting on that voice people found oh, it really yeah. distracting people didn't like the voice but he's hysterical in that movie and i don't i feel like this is an underappreciated movie from the 80s too basically actually kind of similar to back to the future uh kathleen turner is at her 25th high school reunion she's married to nicholas cage they're on the verge of a divorce he actually doesn't even go to the reunion she somehow magically gets transported back to her senior year in high school and she sees that as a chance to sort of reinvent herself and re have a redo. Mm-hmm. But of course things go, things go wrong. But, um, the I thing, have, I haven't seen that in so long. Like I don't even remember how it ends. Yeah. Well, for anyone who wants to see it, um, I'll leave that out. But I do think one of my favorite things from that movie that I still remembered was that Nicolas Cage um, was an aspiring songwriter. And, you know, obviously 25 years later, he didn't make it. And she knows that. And she wants to help him. So she gives him the lyrics to a Beatles song. <laughs> and he was like, because he's such a dope. He's like, yeah, this is pretty good, but I changed some of the lyrics. And she was like, oh my God, like, I, like you can't <laughs> even help yourself. Like you just can't get out of your own way. And I just think it's a delightful, a delightful movie on many levels. Because the other thing is that's sort of sweet about it is when she goes back in time, she has relatives who have since passed away that are alive in the past and she's so happy to see them. Like, there's just a lot of nice, happy things. I have to watch it again. It's been a really long time. Yes. I think it, I think I'm going to, I didn't get to watch it again, but when I was just sort of like reviewing it today, I was like, I got to watch this again. It's a good one. It's And it's a great early Nicolas Cage movie well you know I endorse that wholeheartedly and Kathleen Turner for that matter and Kathleen Turner yeah yeah she's um (laughs) she's great in this movie it's very good very good one I love it okay so I'm here's one that I guarantee is not on your list yeah because it's a horror movie oh yeah I was I was thinking you were gonna have a horror movie and I chose Carrie Oh, that's not what I thought you were going to choose. Okay. Because it's Brian De Palma. Yeah. Who I love. Um, talk a little, little John Hughes, a little uh, John Travolta. John Travolta. Oh. Nancy Allen. And of course, Sissy Spacek. And then Piper yeah. Laurie as her crazy mom. It's a classic. 
Yeah. Yeah. Amy Irving. You can't go wrong with Carrie. Yeah, that is a classic horror film. I wanted to have and talk about a high school movie. I mean, it's like that's a high school movie for you. I, I was toying between Carrie, Scream, or Nightmare on Elm Street. Because I wanted that's to put that. one of them and I couldn't yeah. and I love them all. You kind of couldn't go wrong with any of those three. But I ended up doing Carrie. It's funny. I thought you were going to go Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I had this weird premonition that you were going to go Nightmare oh. on Elm Street. I mean, that one is, I mean, I remember that really scaring me when I was little. Yeah. I, guess, I mean, the whole concept of it's terrifying that you're not safe when you're sleeping. Um, <laughs> but I watched it somewhat recently with, with my son and he wasn't, wasn't scared at all by it, but um, it doesn't, I mean, it holds up just for, cause it's classic cause it's Freddy Krueger, but you know what holds up? Two is Scream. Yeah. Scream is still really, really good. Yeah. Scream is a very good movie. I I even saw Scream. I know that seems strange, but I did. did. You saw Scream even the beginning part with Drew Barrymore. That scared me so much. And I saw that in the movie theater. I believe it was Christmas night. We went to go see that and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. But I love it. Well, and it's funny because I didn't think about it, but when I was thinking about this list, almost every horror movie is is a high school movie. It seems like that seems to be the perfect time. That's true. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, all right. Well, my, okay. So wait, and to date, let me just, if I'm not mistaken, we've only overlapped on one, which is fast time on high, right? That's crazy. Yeah. And I mean, that one's like, of course, like, how can you not overlap on that one? Yeah. And I only have four left. So let's see. Let's see. All right. Well, my next one is also from 1986 and it is Ferris Bueller's day off. I didn't put that on mine. I almost <gasps> did, but I didn't. And I know. Well, you know how I feel about Ferris Bueller. No, I do. Well, I think he's a sociopath. Oh, yeah. Well, the character. I think this one, this one in Risky Business, Risky Business, um, this is another one. Like, who doesn't want to play hooky from school and have, like, all these adventures? It's just, yeah. like, escapism fantasy. I love it. And I love Sloane. And I remember thinking she was so pretty. And then the jacket that she has with the fringe on it. And yeah. Stevie had the exact same jacket. And I was so jealous. <laughs> I wanted that jacket. Well, and the other thing is they triumph over the evil principal, which everyone sadly sees their principal as evil and wants to get yeah. whatever on them. And also in real life, because that guy turned out to be, a, was he a child, full child molester or did they just have child porn? Oh, did he? That's too bad. Yeah. Ed Rooney. Ed Rooney. Oh, and um, of course, his friend Cameron was one of my favorite characters, I think, of all time. I love Cameron. Yeah, I love Cameron. You know who's hilarious in that movie? Charlie Sheen. And Charlie Sheen is in that movie. <laughs> when yes. he likes drugs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and did you know the trivia is from that movie? The, the two people that play his parents in the movie fell in love and got married in real life. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It happened over craft services. I guess so. Oh, so this is my sole John Hughes film. Yeah. It's a good one. I mean, it's a, it's a good one. It really is. I do think the character of Ferris Bueller is a monster, but he is charming. I think you're in this very small minority because (laughs) I think most people found Matthew Broderick to be adorable and delightful. I'm just saying. If you, his character, the characteristics are those of a, um, sociopathic narcissist. Oh yeah. Well, he's very smart. Very smart. Albeit charming, but it is a good one. And he's so cute. And Cameron is, the three of them, Cameron and Sloan, they're all, it's just, a, it's just a good. And, oh, and again, just like risky business, the car, they're like, it's in risky yeah. business, it's the egg. This one has the car. Oh yes. The car. Okay. Here's one. You, you probably have this one clueless i do have clueless yeah that is my next one you know again a classic it is alicia silverstone paul rudd so adorable the clothes i love the clothes in that movie i loved i loved everything about it it was so cute it's pretty perfect that was and i will also say that's 1995 that is my only film from the 90s on my Mm, list really yeah so my next one is Heather's. I um, that also fell off my list. That was on my list and fell off. Again, Winona Ryder. Yeah. 
Christian Slater. Yeah. I mean. That's when I was like, I can't believe I don't have Christian Slater on my list either. I like Christian Slater. I love Christian Slater. Yeah. Not on my list. I think that one also, a little, you know me, it was a little dark for me. A little dark. <laughs> yeah, it is a little dark, but it's, I just love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's a very good movie. I would say that is, I'm not a huge Winona Ryder fan, but I think that's my favorite Winona Ryder movie. Oh, I love her. How can you not love Winona Ryder? She was just like the coolest. She is the coolest. I always found her a little bit annoying, but I did like Heather's. Yeah. I love Heather's. All right. All right. I am going to jump to the aughts. I got, I got <laughs> one, aughts. one in the aughts. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be pretty confident that you don't have this one. Okay. Uh, super bad. I don't have it, but I do like it. Yes. 2007, Jonah Hill, Michael Sarah, um, and McLovin. I can't remember that guy's name. Christopher Mintz-Ploss or something like that. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just found this film very funny and um, written by Seth Rogen and based on he and his best friend. Um, yeah. And they're actually, the main characters are named Seth and Evan, which are there yeah. as well. Um, and Seth Rogen plays a police officer in the film. And that's sort of a whole funny subplot that goes on. I just, and also one of, I think, Emma, Emma Stone's first. That was the first time I saw Emma Stone, let's just say that. Yeah, I think that, def- I mean, that might be her first movie. Maybe not, but definitely one of her first big ones. Yes. And another film where I looked up most of the people, they're not quite high school age, but they're not that far out of it other than Jonah Hill, who was 24 at the time. But um, at least they looked, they looked the part. He's so funny. I almost picked um, what's considered like the girl version of Superbad, which is Booksmart, which I love Booksmart. See, now I watched about 15 minutes of Booksmart on a plane and I had to turn it off. Really? And that's his sister. That's Joan Hill's yeah, sister. Yeah, Beanie yeah. Feldstein. That's, yeah. um, yeah, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was really smart. I was like, ugh, maybe <laughs> I need to go back and watch more of it. Yeah, I give it another that. try because I found it to be delightful. Yeah. I really, really liked it. Yeah, super bad. All right. Oh, I think this is my last one. It should be your last one. Okay, so this is, this is my last one. And I think I'm going to have to say this probably has to be the, my, my number one. Oh, this is your number one too? I think so. Okay. Looking at this list. Okay. And it's The Breakfast Club. It's, I love The Breakfast Club. I love, I mean, all the, all the John Hughes. Obviously, if you grew up in the 80s, that was it. Those were the movies that you went to time and time again. Molly Ringwald was like the coolest. It's not even on my list. Really? Not on the list. Wow. Well, again, and I, yes. And 16 and 16 candles isn't on either of our lists, which I can't. I almost had 16 candles on the list, but I was, it was like, I, I wanted to do, just do one John Hughes. So I was like, do I do 16 candles or do I do breakfast club? And I want breakfast club. I mean, Anthony yeah. Michael Hall, Anthony yeah. Michael Hall in both those movies is just, you can't top it. Oh no. Yeah. He was great. He was great until he started lifting weights. <laughs> um, it's sad, but true. Um, but yeah, I, yes, I liked the breakfast club when it came out. I felt the same way about 16 candles. People in my high school were obsessed with those films. I just never had that kind of deep love for them. Oh, I still, to this day, desperately want Molly Ringwald's outfit from the breakfast club. I would wear it proudly top to bottom. It is a good outfit. It's a very good outfit. Jacket to boots, the whole thing. Yeah, I just think the whole thing is just, again, a little bit too much angst for me. Oh, I love it. I love Molly Ringwald so much that when I was 12 um, for my birthday party, my, my mom was like, what do you want to do? And I said, let's take my friends to the movies. And we were like, well, what should we see? It was the new Molly Ringwald movie that just came out that no one really knew much about other than it was the new Molly Ringwald. The movie was called For Keeps. Do you remember that movie? Oh, yes. Which, much to my mother's horror, (laughs) turned out to be a drama about teenage pregnancy that delved into postpartum depression. And it was like a harrowing tale for a bunch of 12-year-olds' birthday (laughs) uh, party. Um, (laughs) 
But it just goes to show you, I still supported it. This Molly Ringwald, and my mom was like, "Ooh, I should have probably read the description a little closer." Yeah, the guy in that movie was very cute, and he never really did much after that. Randall Battenkoff. Yes, Randall Battenkoff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't go with Breakfast Club. My last one, which is not, uh, let me just be clear, this is not my number one. It just is the most recent film. Okay. Again, this is going to be strange. Uh, this is another Jonah Hill movie. Oh. I don't even really like Jonah Hill that much. I have him in two movies. I think you do like Jonah Hill quite a bit. Zero for John Cusack, zero for Christian Slater. What what kind of world is this? Uh, zero for um, even Molly Ringwald, which seems hard to avoid. This one is from 2012. All right, the main characters are not in high school, but it is about high school, and it's 21 Jump Street. <laughs> 21 Jump Street is pretty funny. It is a very funny movie. It is. I was just watching clips this morning and laughing again. Yeah, it, it's funny. And Channing Tatum's pretty funny. He is hilarious. Jonah Hill. They're both. They're both. Ice Cube. Ice Cube is hilarious. In yeah, he is. He's a good actor. Ice Cube's in some good stuff. He is. He's very good. And it has Nick Offerman, who I also love, even though he has a small part. Um, <laughs> wow. 21 Jump Street. Yeah. That was a curveball, right? That is a curveball. I felt like I had to like, you know, really sort of assess. Of course, again, these are my reactions to these films. Not, not, you know, I'm sure that most everybody has Breakfast Club on their list, but. Yeah, I had to do it. It's just, you know, the quintessential. I mean, most people would argue 16 Candles is, and then they would say, you know, it hasn't aged great. And you I know don't what? Know, because this one that I was watching on the internet yesterday, they also picked Breakfast Club. Okay. I mean, even Breakfast Club has some problematic, but you know what? Look, a lot of us also haven't aged great and we still are sitting here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I will say, so my number one out of these 10, so I had Grease, My Bodyguard, uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Risky Business, Back to the Future, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Peggy Sue Got Married, Clueless, Superbad, and 21 Jump Street. My number one, Anne, is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Really? Okay. I can respect it, that. It surprised me too. But I, again, I had to put myself back in my high school mind. And I think of these films, that is the one that I enjoyed the most at that time. Yeah. Again, because I was living vicariously through the sociopath, Matthew <laughs> Roderick. Well, they can be very charming, Chrissy. Of course. That's, yeah. They get their way. I, I remember I did like a school presentation on Ferris Bueller. In like sixth or seventh grade, I think. Well, and that was the other thing. I was so many people in my yearbook quoted Ferris Bueller. Like, I think it had yeah. a huge impact on people at that time. It did. I mean, Sloan. I mean, everybody. I I thought she was the coolest. Yeah, it was. It was. I just remember so many people quoting that movie all the time, and uh, yeah, I I just think, and of course, you know, the scene on the. The parade, the Donka Shane, he's singing on the float. I mean, yeah, and twist and shout. There's a lot of very classic moments in that. There film. are, there are. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Matthew, Roderick, I mean, listen, Matthew Roderick's best part. I mean, by a mile. Oh, for sure, and he's so cute. He's so adorable in that film. Yeah, he is. Now I don't know. Now he. Let's see. I feel like he's gotten shorter and dumpier or something he looks well he's one of those people that he looks the same it's almost like um ralph macchio in the way that their faces are almost the same but their bodies are aging yeah it's and weird it's, and it's like this strange benjamin button quality that makes you just go huh because you can almost you can see the exact baby face because they baby faces you can see that exact baby face still in there well, he's also, you know, I think a lot of men look good with gray hair. He does not. He just no, doesn't. Because he has a baby base. It looks like a teenager with gray hair. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing that's going on there. Yeah. All right, Anne. So you have the quintessential Breakfast Club. Yeah. Both John Hughes movies. Look at that. Yeah. I have Ferris Bueller's well, yeah, off. you got you to have a John Hughes. But I have, I'm going to read you my list of honorable mentions. Oh, great. Okay. Okay. So you can, so I had 16 Candles. Yep. Lucas. Oh, I love Lucas. Lucas almost made it. Yeah. I really, I really struggled with that one because I love Lucas. And you love Corey Haim. And I love Corey Haim. And I, oh, little Corey Haim. Um, that was a great movie. I might, yeah, okay. I sh Maybe I should have had that on my list. That's what I'm saying. You just start going, God, what do I put? 
Um, I had Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Um, Rushmore. I must have watched more, which I, I just love. recently watched that. Um, River's Edge. Did you ever see River's Edge? Oh, I kind of remember that. Yeah, that's a good one. It's like Crispin Glover and Keanu Reeves and um, Ione Sky. That's a good yeah. one. I put Mean Girls. Mean Girls is fun. Eh. But Nightmare on Elm Street Scream, Pretty in Pink, Cruel Intentions. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Cruel Intentions. I love a Sarah Michelle Geller. Yeah. I. I actually have never seen Cruel Intentions. I think that came out too late for me to be interested in it. Oh, maybe. It's good. Yeah. And Delaware's own Ryan Phillippe. Yes. So hats off to you, sir. Um, House Party, which I think <laughs> they were in high school. <laughs> I think they were in high school, too. Yeah. I love House Party. Yeah. Um, Hairspray. Oh, Hairspray. It's a good old John Waters movie. Bring It On, which I also like. Bring Kirsten it on, Dunst. I never saw either. Oh, that's good. It's Kirsten Dunst and Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Um, just one of the guys. Oh, yeah. I love that one. Can't is that Rachel Lee Cook? No, just one of the guys is, oh, that's early 80s. And it has, actually, Zabka's in it. Zabka's in it. And it's um, Clayton Rohner and Joyce, is the last name Heiser? Well, maybe I don't know that one. It's okay. good. We should watch that one um it's it's like you know they, they a lot of movies are like that where she pretends she's the guy right it's i haven't seen it in a long time but i do love it um can't buy me love remember can't yeah buy me love? yeah that was good too i thought about that one um virgin suicides oh i didn't i that's not for me <laughs> <laughs> um obviously risky business yeah lost boys but then i was um, like does that really count as a high school movie i had ones that i was like i don't know if it counts as a high school movie yeah summer school which stevie just reminded me of i love the movie summer school oh rodney dangerfield no, no. That's mark fucking Harmon, 85 Harmon. oh looking yeah good yeah good. I yeah love summer school yeah i did see that um i I had Dead Poet Society, which I took <gasps> off. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought for sure, Anne, you were going to do something like subversive, like pick kids. Oh, shit. I didn't even think about putting kids. <laughs> do you know, by the way, you cannot, it's so funny you said that, you cannot find kids anywhere to watch. Really? Yeah. I don't, I don't know why. Somehow, for some reason, that film just came up. Someone was talking about it. And I, then, I was just talking about it because it's. Did you did you watch Kid Ninety by any yes, chance? Yes. Yes. The Soleil Moon Fry thing. Yeah. That's I what made like me it. think you didn't like it. I loved it. All the video. Um, it made me very nostalgic. For people who haven't seen it, it's Soleil Moon Fry. You know, it was Punky Brewster. It's on Hulu. She did a documentary using all of this, um footage that she took with her with her video camera in like the 80s and 90s of all of her friends and she it's like a veritable who's who i mean she's got everybody in this thing including um like the guys from from kids and yeah um you know oh that's why i was thinking about it that's, that's what made right. me think yeah. of it and i said uh, oh, shit, yeah. i haven't seen kids in so long yeah and you just can't seem to find it and i mean he he died young tragically um but she knew it. she was like in the mix with everybody. Yeah. But there's just so many. You can't go. I mean, you really, I'm sure, and anybody listening, like, chime in because I'm sure we're going to see ones that go, oh my God, I completely forgot about that. And I do think now, because you know, you always make fun of me for this, I always watch these current day high school movies that are mostly TV. Movies <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you didn't have like, um, was that the kissing booth or like that kind of shit well that's why i was like god these movies are so much better than the movies that are currently coming out like the kissing booth into all the boys i've loved before and all that i'm like these are so much better than those yeah well i it's think amazing. a lot of times too i mean especially with kids and stuff like that i mean a lot i think a lot of them dealt with the 80s 90s i mean again some of the things that happened in 16 candles could not fly today i mean yeah. you know oh, yeah um so there was just kind of a little bit more freedom in a way of telling stories the way they actually were happening i think a lot of these like netflix ones that you love are pretty sanitized oh yeah they are but they, yeah i mean i also just think they're be but i do think at the end of the day the older ones are just better stories they're just better stories yeah 
like fast times at Ridgemont high is just a better story. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, you know what, that probably should be my number one. I'm going to stick with breakfast club just cause, but fast times really has it all because it yeah. is comedy. It's drama. Yeah. It deals with so many different characters that have different, it's like every facet of being a teenager is represented in what, you know, a character yeah. in some way. So yeah. everybody can almost see themselves in, in someone. Yeah. I just think it's, yeah. And I, that's why when I rewatch days and confused, I'm like, this is to me, just my own opinion, not even close to as good as fast times at Ridgemont high, which I see it as semi similar to. So I was like, yeah, I, kinda, I can't yeah, go with I that. Can say. I think I look at days and confused as more of just like a slice of life. It is. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, but I think Fast Times, I mean, Fast Times of Ridgemont High does not take place over the course of one day, but it is also a somewhat, I mean, it, it covers all the gamuts of different high school. It has the nerds, it has the stoners, you know, it just has, it, it has a very complete picture. Yeah. The kids who work, I mean, it's just interesting. Yeah. It's a very good movie. Good movie. It's fucking best, man. All right, Anne, this stressed me out this week, but it I- It was stressful, I'm telling you. And you know what you're going to do? Like right now, I swear to God, Stevie texted me and I was on this going, summer school. I completely forgot about summer school. I was like, <laughs> God damn it, summer school. You know, Lucas, like certain ones that just pop in your head and you go, oh my God, Lucas. I, I don't know why I didn't think about that one. I know, I'm going to write down Lucas. I got to watch that again. It's so sweet. I, I remember I saw Lucas in the movie theater because it was like the first PG-13 I was allowed to see in the theater because- the kid who played Lucas's friend, the rumor was he went to my church and for some oh. reason he was zero poppity. Um, for, for some reason, I guess that meant we were allowed to see it. Kid, keep in mind, I don't think I ever saw that kid at church. I think it was just a rumor. <laughs> it was just an excuse. I think it was a rumor. My mom's like, oh, let's go, see, let's go like support, you know, the local kid basically. And, um, I never saw that kid. I think he ran for office in Delaware. As He's an like a legend. He's like a mysterious legend. I know. I'm like, where is this guy? What's he doing? All right, Anne. Well, I think we should tell people to follow us on Instagram. That's right. Follow us on Instagram. Please, please rate and review and also subscribe because that yeah. way you'll never miss an episode. Never miss an episode. It'll and just automatically download on your phone or wherever it is you listen to podcasts. Yeah, definitely. And as people get back to normal life, they'll be commuting again. You have more time to listen to podcasts. Ugh, I don't want to do that part. That'll be the silver lining. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So rate and subscribe and um, write us a lovely review and we'll certainly read it to the masses. To the masses. <laughs> That's right. Well, I thought this was very fun and a very fun exercise. And you know me, I love a high school. I love a high school movie. I know you do. I do. I don't know I what do it is. Too. Don't know what it is. Because it's footloose and fancy free. I guess so. Unless it's kids. <laughs> Unless it's it's kids. not footloose or fancy free. Oh, footloose. <laughs> but, oh, footloose. That's a good one too. But I don't, you know what? I never really cared about footloose. I'll be honest with you. I liked it. That's one, like that, that's one that I went, eh. Yeah, no, it was good. It was definitely good. I, I was like, who wants, I would not live in that town. I would move. Oh, no, no one would live in that town. It's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. I guess people would, but I feel, I'm feeling a little bit of remorse about Lucas. I keep now looking at that saying, maybe I should have done Lucas. I know. That's a good one. There's also the outsiders. I did consider the outsiders, but then I was you like. You know what? Hmm. That came up and then I was like but it's not really about high school. You know, they're, they're definitely high school aged, but yeah. I was like, well, I feel like there needs to be a part where there's at least something happening within the high, the high school. school. Yeah. yeah. That was my qualifier. Like, is there a scene? Do people have a conversation passing lockers at some point? Right. Right. Yeah. I had certain qualifiers. Yeah. I'll leave you with this thought. My kids high school, no one uses the lockers. I don't even begin to understand that, but that's oh, another podcast. That happened uh, with Nick's, for the high school he went to for freshman year. There, there were no lockers. They had to just carry their books and coats around. Yeah. That's how our I, high school is. I found completely outrageous. They also don't sign each other's yearbooks. I'm like, that's a huge mistake. I don't even, actually, you know what? I feel like my yearbooks, my high school yearbooks, we didn't get them until after 
like the year was done. So nobody even signed them. Right. Yeah. That's, uh, but anyway, my friends wrote like a page. I mean, just reading what people wrote makes me laugh so hard at what people, it's just one guy wrote this whole, literally it went for pages. Like he just did every column about how I tormented him. I was like, wow, I don't remember (laughs) tormenting him. Oh my God. Oh, he drew like a knife with blood dripping off of it. And that's what I did to his heart. Oh yeah. You were a heartbreaker, Chrissy. I honest to God had no idea. And I, I (gasps) wish I could go back into my mind when I read that, because I'm sure I was just like, I don't know what he's talking about. I never had any, I did once have someone in high school that he once turned to me and yelled, why are you such a bitch? You're such a bitch all the time. And I was like, what? And then he like asked me out and I said, no. And then he left school. Oh, well, see, that's what people have confused emotions. I and think. I'm like, whatever happened to him? I wonder. Yeah, probably nothing good. Or, or maybe, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I don't know, but I, I was first screamed at for being a bitch. And then I yeah, asked, I, asked out to like homecoming and I'm like, mm, go with the guy that called me a bitch in front of the entire class. That's going to be a no. Yeah. It seems like he had some anger issues. Maybe. I don't know. Listen, Ann, you drive them wild. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Not as wild as you with a manifesto of perceived slights it literally it almost goes through like our four years together and the and the ups first of all we never like dated I didn't date anyone in high school let me just say that so and if you only knew me in high school I barely spoke to anybody so the fact that he wrote this like diatribe about our friendship oh brother it was yeah whatever happened to that guy I'm not even kidding he is now a judge in Florida That seems to check out. <laughs> in Florida. He is. He's a judge oh, in Florida. God, you can't write it any better. Oh my goodness. All right, Anne. This has been very fun, and I can't wait for what we come up with next. I know. All right. This was a. Uh, this was good. This was good. A labor of love. That's right. A labor of love. Yeah. All right. Until next time, Anne. Until next time. Adios. Au revoir.